1: Am I just supposed to fake it? And I said, well, not, it's not really faking it if you realize that he paid for it. We're grateful that Jesus paid for our sin, and we're forgiven. We forget sometimes that he paid for their sin. What he did to you, Jesus paid for that. He bought it. So talk to him about it. It's not that you fake it toward that individual. What it is is, is that you, just, you say to him, listen, he's your problem. He's your
0: problem, I'm leaving him in your hands. In today's message from 1 John, Pastor Robert teaches us what agape love looks like. We will learn that loving someone includes offering forgiveness and compassion, even when we don't feel like it. Pastor Robert points out that not forgiving someone is not an option for a Christian. Christ paid for everyone's sin, including the sin of those who have offended us. Now here's Pastor Robert with part three of today's message in 1 John 3, verses 10 through 15.
1: If you go to buy a house, you're going to do your due diligence. I hope if you go to buy a car, you're going to get online and do some research, but to get married, it's going to be all emotion. And just the fact that you're goo goo eyed over somebody, how ridiculous is that? Because if you don't like the car, you can sell it in a few years, right? Same thing with the house. I can't sell her. You understand it's for life. It's life. And so we need to approach this thing with with wisdom, this thing called marriage. Agape is a choice. Over the years, I've hurt Elizabeth time and again. I've told you guys before, I I was a brutal husband in the beginning. No, not physically, but verbally. Very impatient with her. Very demanding of her. And she chose agape over and over and over again forgiving me, praying for me. Eros, phileo, would not have sustained our relationship. Only agape. But this really isn't about marriage. In fact, the Bible doesn't relate this to marriage at all here in 1 John chapter 3. Here in 1 John chapter 3, the context is the church. Look back at verse 11. John says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning. In other words, this is not not something new. This, from the beginning, you've heard this, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. This is so important to unpack and, and, and consider. You see, those, those who reject and hate the Lord Jesus are going to reject and hate you for the same reason that Cain rejected and hated his brother Abel. His works were evil. His brothers were righteous. They don't have the Spirit of God living inside them. They don't have the capacity for agape. And so when you're living out agape, when you're living out this eternal life, the, the new nature that God is giving you, as you're living that out, the practice of righteousness is going to be offensive. They're going to hate you. Shouldn't be a surprise. We shouldn't marvel at it, he says, right? I had this conversation with my kids when they were little, when they were fighting with each other. You need to cut it out because there are going to be enough people who want to fight with you over the course of your life. In the family, no fighting. We're not going to have the chaos. We're not going to have the hatred. We're not going to have the conflict, not within the family. See, that's what he's saying. It's like, this is how we know. This is, again, it's not, you know, the, the whole cause and effect thing. It's an indicator of faith, an indicator of right standing with God. It's an indicator that you have passed from death to life. You're no longer dead in your trespasses. You're alive in Christ because you, you love those he loves. You love the family. You love the, the brotherhood is the way he kind of words it here. But he says, this is, this is how you know. And if it's not true for you, well, then maybe you're still dead. And if so, don't you want to know that and deal with it? We who have been made alive in Christ will live as Christ. We'll choose to, to give and serve and bless other people because of him, not, not because of what we receive from the Relationship. You remember Jesus said, love your enemies and do good to those who abuse you. How in the world can you do that? Well, it's simple. You don't have to feel it. It's not about your emotions. You don't have to feel it. See, a lot of times we think of it that way. It's like, you know, we, we feel like we're being hypocritical because we're being all nice to somebody and when we really don't like them. Like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You're going to know exactly what I think. Well, now, wait a minute. That's not biblical. I don't want to be a hypocrite and, you know, be all loving toward them when in fact they did me wrong and they, they, they know I'm angry with them. We get so worried about hypocrisy. Have you ever thought about the fact, like, let's say you wake up tomorrow morning and, and you hate your job and you really don't want to go into work, are you going to think to yourself, I don't want to be a hypocrite, I'm just going to go back to bed? Why not? It's the same logic. But no, of course you're not going to do that. you got to get up and go to work. Well, in the same way, this is a command. Love one another. Love your enemies, even. It's a command. And it's not based on your emotions. When people hurt us, we forgive them. Why? Because he told us to, and it's the wise thing to do. And you don't have to feel it. See, that's what gets confusing for people. After the first service, I had somebody come up and, and, and ask me about it. really good question. It's like, can you explain this to me? Am I just supposed to fake it? And I said, well, not, it's not really faking it if you realize that he paid for it. We're grateful that Jesus paid for our sin, and we're forgiven. We forget sometimes that he paid for their sin. What he did to you, Jesus paid for that. He bought it. So talk to him about it. It's not that you fake it toward that individual. What it is is, is that you, just, you say to him, listen, he's your problem. He's your problem. I'm leaving him in your hands. I can't do anything about that, so I'm I'm entrusting that person to you. Bless them, take care of them, whatever whatever that means. That's been a prayer of mine. There has been a couple of people in my life. when That's the way I've prayed for them. Bless them, Lord, whatever that means. Whatever that means, you bless them, whatever it means. Blessings can be painful sometimes. I just leave it up to him turn it over to him because he knows. And see, here's the thing. Emotions follow the will. Sometimes it takes years for your emotions to get in line with the choice that you're making. But here's a good barometer. When I was in Youth with a Mission, one of our instructors talked to us about this issue of of forgiveness. And it's like, you know, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, it's going to hinder everything. It's going to... It's going to do damage to you. It's not going to do damage to the person that did you wrong. It's going to do damage to you if you haven't forgiven them. So he said, is there anyone, anyone to whom you could not minister the love of Jesus? Is there someone who has so hurt you, so betrayed you, so wronged you that if they walked through that door right now, you would not be able to go and minister the love of Jesus to them. If there is, you need to forgive them. You Need to forgive them. And again, we're talking about overruling your emotions, overruling whatever negative feelings you have, whatever anger. Whatever hurt, because agape is not grounded in feelings, it's grounded in God. His nature within you will enable you to forgive and walk in forgiveness. And so here's the big secret to happiness and love and personal fulfillment don't focus on the, the longing, don't focus on what you want, don't focus on the hurt, don't focus on the offender. Don't focus on the object of your desire or the experience. Instead, focus on the source. The Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Fix your eyes on Him. Go to Him with it. Look to Him, because how you honestly see God in the privacy of your own heart will determine how you relate to other people.
0: Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of 1 John. As Pastor Robert teaches through this book, we'll learn that by simply confessing our sins yields a promise from God. If we confess, He promises to cleanse us completely. This is just one of many truths we'll learn in 1 John. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online.
2: Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com.
0: Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. We'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues teaching through the book of 1 John, right here on Main Thing Radio.